Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's the amazing Rico Bronia podcast with your host, Evan Roberts. Welcome to Rico Bronia. We are fully engaged in the New York Met offseason, the offseason of searching for starting pitching, the offseason of rebuilding this roster after what was a just horrific 2023. And one of the spots where they're really going to have to look deep at either internal candidates and decide how they want to handle that if it means a competition, or is it an external candidate, is third base. Let's face it about third base for the New York Mets. This position in the franchise's history has been an out-and-out disaster with the exception of David Wright. They have never had long-term security at third base. And don't tell me, well, you remember when Todd Frazier was here? Give me a freaking break. Okay, the Todd Frazier era was not exactly some, you know, magical era in the history of the New York Mets. This has been a position, and this goes all the way back to the 60s, that has just been devoid of consistency. This franchise hasn't had that. And I don't want to ignore the contributions of Robin Ventura or even Edgardo Alfonso when he played third base, because remember, Fonzie bounced between third base and second base. But it wasn't for long. Like, the Mets haven't had. David Wright's the exception. Now, that was the one guy we had at this position for a long period of time. And over the last few years, it's been sad what we've seen at third base. They brought in Eduardo Escobar a few years ago in 2022. He got off to that horrible start. Then he got red hot in the second half of the year. And then we all thought, well, Eduardo Escobar will be fine. In 2023, I certainly thought it'll get off to a good start. He'll pick up where he left off. And it was horrible. And he was so horrible that we could not wait to call up Brett Beatty. And why not? Maybe Brett Beatty would add stability to third base, a position that's only had stability when David Wright was here. And Brett Beatty came up, and he really, really, really struggled after we demanded him to come up, after he had a big spring training, after he was tearing it up at AAA. Brett Beatty was bad last year. Brett Beatty did not have a good rookie season. It wasn't just about his defense. It was about his offense. So he went back down to AAA where he performed, and then he came back up, and he had moments. There were moments of positivity. But at the end of the day, a 213 batting average and a 598 OPS in 108 games isn't good enough. Doesn't mean we bury him. Beatty's still young enough. He's a former first-round pick. 
But the hope that Brett Beatty was just going to step in and take over this position and be the guy for the next few years, he wasn't able to do that. Mark Vientos had some opportunities at third base. Again, he showed a little bit offensively late in the season. But I think what we saw from Mark Vientos is that while he may turn out to be a major league hitter, and he could certainly have a role on this team as the right-handed DH, he looked so bad defensively. Brett Beatty showed a hell of a lot more potential at third base than Mark Vientos. In fact, Vientos' defense was so bad at third base that so far here during this offseason, when David Stearns has talked about third base, he doesn't even include Mark Vientos. Like, he's not a part of the discussion. The internal options at third base for the New York Mets is Brett Beatty, and then you have Ronnie Mauricio, who does not have a lot of experience at third base, but looks and feels like a third baseman. And a part of that is he's a big kid. He just kind of feels and looks like he he could handle the position. He almost looks more of a third baseman than he does as a second baseman. And the brief time we saw him play third base, and it was only five games, he did not look terrible. He actually looked pretty good. So you've got Ronnie Mauricio, who certainly hit a little bit when he came up. A little bit. Had some promise. It was a small sample size. Don't want to get nuts one way or the other. Not going to overanalyze his stats. But Ronnie Mauricio is an option. Brett Beatty is an option. Mark Vientos doesn't feel like an option. But if they're both options, and they're both guys that David Stearns and Carlos Mendoza want to look at, I ask this question. How do you determine who the guy is? Do you take them both to spring training and just have a competition? And if we did have a competition, which we've seen before, the Yankees had one last year at shortstop. The Mets never really had one at third base, even though Brett Beatty was far better than Eduardo Escobar. How serious can we even take it? Beatty was great in spring training last year. He was fantastic. And then look what happened. So if we decide there aren't the external options we like, and we're about to go through the external options so you get a sense, a lay of the land of the guys that could be acquired via free agency, the options of guys that could play third base. And that doesn't mean it's the end of Brett Beatty or Ronnie Mauricio. Ronnie Mauricio can be the second baseman for this team, and Jeff McNeil could play the outfield, or Jeff McNeil could be traded. Ronnie Mauricio or Brett Beatty could both be DHs. It's easy as pie. Mauricio could even turn into a guy that doesn't have a position but finds a way to play every single day. It doesn't feel like David Stearns wants to move either guy to the outfield, So, if they're not moving to the outfield, the options for both Beatty and Mauricio kind of fall at DH for Beatty and Mauricio, second base for Ronnie Mauricio, backup shortstop Ronnie Mauricio for Francisco Lindor. It's not crazy, and that's why we'll go through the external options. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody. 
everybody. I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier. And we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. But I'll start with the internal options. And I'll start with this, Pete. Would you want to just have a competition? And would you feel comfortable just based on spring training results to say, okay, Brett Beatty had a big spring. You're my third baseman. Ronnie struggled. I'll do something else with you. No, I don't feel 100% comfortable with that because I think a third base is probably the the most significant position we can upgrade on this year. If it was another position, uh, something that was more weaker in free agency or weaker in the trade market, I would say, you know what, yeah, go for it. But I, I think there's a ton of options out there. So, yeah, I, I like I like the idea of having these guys fight for it, but I know we can upgrade more. There are options, and we're going to go through them. Just to keep you in mind about what happened last year at third base, last year, Brett Beatty played 108 games at third base. He had 212, 598 OPS. Eduardo Escobar played 40 games at third base, 236, 695 OPS. Jonathan Aruz, believe it or not, played 27 games at third base. It's kind of crazy to think that. I, as unfortunately, I do believe that because I remember seeing his ass on the field <laughs> so much at the end of the season. He hit 136 <laughs> with a 491 Woo! OPS. It's kind of crazy. In 2022, Eduardo Escobar ended up playing 136 games at third base. He had 240 that year with a 725 OPS. If you go back to 2021, does anybody remember who played third base in 2021? Like, you know who played the most games at third base in 2021 for the Mets? Uh, let me think. Who? 2021? 2021. The year where they were in first place for most of the year and then collapsed. Why am I blanking on it? It's not Escobar wasn't there. Uh, b- 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 I don't know. And it wasn't even J.D. Davis because J.D. Davis, while he played some third base, was also moving around, played a little outfield, played a little bit of uh, not DH because there was no DH in 2021. So I guess it was a lot of outfield. The answer was Jonathan VR. Jonathan, and he did not have a bad year that year. 249, 738 OPS. Do you know who played the most games at third base in 2020? Nah, screw it. I'll just tell you. 2020 was a weird year. J.D. Davis. They also have Todd Frazier. And then, of course, you go back to 2019. Todd Frazier was here striking out a million times, hitting 20 home runs. You go back to 2018. Todd Frazier was here doing the same thing with his 212 average. If you go back to 2017, Asdrubal Cabrera played the most games at third base, followed by Wilmer Flores. I'm doing this exercise to remind everybody, this franchise is devoid of third baseman. Like, we just we haven't, we've had nothing. We've had no kind of uh, consistency at that position in a very, very, very long time. I, I, I think my concern about Mauricio and Beatty. It's not even a concern. It's more the process of just looking at games in Port St. Lucie, which I know when we get there in March, we'll love it because it'll be something interesting to follow. 
And judging a starting job based on, you know, 50 at-bats against a lot of guys who aren't going to be in the major leagues. Now, I get it. How else do you determine it? Unless you decide today, I want Ronnie Mauricio to be my third baseman. Like, the best just make the decision. You know what? F it. Ronnie's the guy. Or vice versa. Now, I don't think you could do that with Beatty because he was so bad last year to just hand him the third base job. Doesn't feel like a smart thing to do. Could you do that as a reward for Ronnie Mauricio? I guess you can. I think what's going to be interesting with Mauricio, and a lot of it's based on the rest of what they do in the offseason, is how do you view him? Because the Mets need to add outfielders. Well, there's a way to add an outfielder right now. Like right now. And that is to say Jeff McNeil is the left fielder. Very, very simple. Done. You do that, and now all of a sudden, Ronnie Mauricio is your second baseman, or you open yourself up to acquiring a second baseman. Jeff McNeil is good enough to just be an outfielder. He is. I think he's fine defensively. And then all of a sudden, here's your outfield. you got four outfielders now on your roster. McNeil, Brandon Nimmo, Starling Marte, DJ Stewart. You can continue to to, to treat McNeil like a yo-yo as well which I don't say in a bad term. Now you can also trade him. So that's another option for Ronnie Mauricio if you want to say he's going to mostly play second base. 